You know, we've <clears throat> look at what's happened over the last couple of weeks in our world, and I started thinking, I don't think in my lifetime, in all of the things that we've dealt with as a nation, that I recall anything so directly affecting the total population as what this is. Um, <clears throat> and all you have to do is turn on the news, and they will scare you to death. And it seems to be their goal is to scare everybody to death, put people in fear and cause turmoil and, and uh, basically scared people turn in, tune into the news. And, and that's what it's really all about is to get more viewers, more readers, whatever it may be. And, and they're pushing for that. But I want, to, I want us to realize that when you look at what God has prophesied and predicted for the world, this is pretty minor <laughs> in the whole scope of things. This is really quite minor. If you would turn with me to the book of Psalm again in, in chapter 103. And as I said, I'm just going to wing it today. You just get what, what's in my heart today because my notes are in my pocket and I can't get them out. They're just, I can't, I can't read them off. Of, my notes are right there. <laughs> <laughs> Psalm 103. Let's <laughs> just find out how good. Hey, I used to not preach with notes at all, so. <laughs> Psalm 103. Everybody there? Almost. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord hath executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy. He will not chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as a grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all his places of domination or dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And Father, I ask that you'll direct today 
Lord, I just ask that you'll speak to your people. Use me, God, as an oracle. Help me to be your mouthpiece to speak your heart to your people. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. When we think about what's happening today, I'm kind of reminded of those commercials that you see on TV that tell you whatever it may be. Uh, we have this medication for your headache. And, uh, and then they say at the end that anybody with heart disease or liver disease, you may have a heart attack, you may, your liver may shut down, you, you may have shingles, or, or it could cause you to have a stroke, or you could go blind, or a meteor could hit you, or you, know, you could get blown up by a bomb. And by the time you're done, you're like, I would rather have the headache. Just give me the headache. And this seems to be, what, to me, what's going on. And I don't want to diminish this, this virus at all. But it appears to me so far that the cure is far worse than the sickness. Uh, what, what we're seeing, the, people, the, the reaction to it, and, and the way that this is not our first time dealing with a virus. We've dealt with viruses before. And when you think back on the swine flu, and there was a thousand dead in, in America before anything was done. Anything, any real reaction. And I caught that one. I, I ended up having the swine flu, according to my doctor. And I wonder if being a police officer and a pig flu, is there some relation there? <laughs> I'm not sure how that works out. But <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> anyway... One thing I know is that the devil loves to bring fear because fear brings control. And control through fear is powerful. When we raise our children, we, we tell them, if you do that again, I'm going to spank you. We're trying to instill some fear into them that they don't want to do that again. We, we, we give them that 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 uh, ultimatum, so to speak, that if you do that, there's going to be a consequence. That fear is powerful. And we, we often see uh, the news blow everything up into the worst possible way that they can blow it up to scare people. They want people afraid. And the devil wants people afraid. If everything is peaceful in the world, there's no problems, there's no issues, everything is calm. Who turns on the news? <laughs> there's no reason to turn on the news. And so that fear is a powerful motivator. And I look at our world right now and realize once again how quickly and easily the masses can be manipulated and controlled through fear. Just bring a fear. And again, I was laughing about the toilet paper thing. I don't think they have a clue other than the fact that everybody else is doing it. I, I don't really know if they have an idea. And, and I think, I, you know, I've expressed before when we lived in, in North Carolina and you just had a whisper of a snowflake or somebody mentioned snow or there was snow somewhere. Everybody immediately went to every store and cleaned out all the milk and bread. It was all gone. Just All the milk and bread is gone. If you ask them, why did you do that? Most of them have no idea. Well, that's what we do around here. When it snows, we buy milk and bread. Okay? okay? Occasionally, one of them would say, what if we get snowed in? I'm like, when's the last time that's ever happened? I mean, it just... Fear that, 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 
the reaction that comes from fear is it's powerful. It's, it moves the whole world in such a way. And, and so we have, I think, 50-some that are dead, which is horrible. It's, it's, it's awful. But how many are going to be affected by tens of thousands, if not millions, who are out of work, who, who are, are not able to support their family? Uh, you know, a, a business owner that mentioned to Deb, you know, that has one of those places that does massages and stuff. She's like... I'm afraid. My clients don't want to come in. They're, they don't want to come. What does a small business owner do when their clients aren't coming in because of what? Fear. And that fear that is planted. And it should not operate. Fear almost always creates more of a problem than the, what you're afraid of. The fear. When I go through police training and clear back in the academy, that's the one thing that they always try to work people through and help them understand is how you're going to react under fear. What are you going to do under pressure? And they put us through these scenarios, these high-stress scenarios. And I had a trainee a, a while back. He was like 6'4", big, tall kid, big, strong kid. And uh, uh, he was riding with me for a few weeks before he ever went to the academy, and we had to serve a warrant on this guy. And when we went to serve the warrant, the guy immediately bowed up and he reared up like this at, at me, you know, and, and uh, I was able to talk, calm him down and settle him down. Well, then my sergeant called later and he said, so how's Corey doing? I said, yeah, you know, Joe bow, bowed up on us when we went to serve his warrant. Corey ran for the door. I haven't seen him since. And <laughs> Sarge laughed. He, he, at first he, he thought it was serious, then he laughed it off. Well, you know, when he went to the academy and they put him through a couple of the high-stress scenarios that we got, he calls me on the phone. He said, I can't do this. I can't do this. The stress is more than I can handle. I can't deal with this kind of thing. And I, and I realized, you know, some people can deal with it and some people can't deal with it. And that tunnel vision, that, and that's one of the things they train us about is tunnel vision. And I, in my opinion, that's what America is doing right now. We're in tunnel vision. We're in this thing where fear is dominating our life. It's controlling what we do, how we act, what we, who we talk to, and the way we talk to people and all. And it's all driven by fear. Folks, I want to tell you something. We serve a God that is bigger than the coronavirus. We serve a God that is bigger than any disease, any trial, any problem. Now, I don't know, because I don't have the internet, so I couldn't confirm this, but I'm <laughs> suspecting that in the time since December that the coronavirus first came on the scene to today, I would guess that more people have died in car wrecks. I know more people have been aborted. And I would imagine that more people have died from the flu, from the regular flu, than have died from the coronavirus. And there's probably a number of other things that you could say, cancer and, and different things that are probably in that list as well. This is not out of the ordinary, but our response is out of the ordinary. And you say, well, what are you trying to tell us, preacher? I want everybody here to just relax. Take a deep breath. Don't be afraid because our God is still on the throne. When you go through the book of Joshua and God is talking to Joshua and he's trying to prepare him to lead Israel and all that, and he said, don't be afraid. Stand courageous and don't be afraid. Don't be in fear. Over and over and over he tells him, don't be afraid. Don't, don't fret. Stand up. Be, you're going to be okay. And you know, 
The reason I think this is very important for us as well is because the world is looking for answers. Folks, Donald Trump doesn't have the answer. Nancy Pelosi certainly doesn't have the answer. <laughs> the World Health Organization might have some of the answers, but I'll tell you who does have the answer, and that is those who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They have the answer. It's not in what we get from man. It's not from what we get from the news. It's from the peace and assurance that comes from God. Because when we, every breath we take on this earth, we're going to have problems. You know it's coming. You, you might be having a great day today, but folks, let me tell you something. The day is coming that you're going to get a bad phone call. You're going to have a bad doctor's report. You're going to get in a wreck. You're going to have something happen. It's coming because we live on this earth. And if we live in fear of what is coming, our life is going to be nothing but misery. But when we realize that we serve a God that is bigger than any problem, any trial, any disease, any sickness, or even what our crazy kids do, we can have peace in this life. Why did Justin just look at Xander like that? <laughs> poor, poor kid. I, I just want you to know, God brings peace in our lives. There is peace in knowing that God is still on the throne. No matter what goes on, God is still on the throne. The devil brings fear. But the Bible tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. He does not give us that, but of love and peace of a sound mind. He gives us that assurance in our mind, that rest and assurance in every day that we live. We don't have to worry about what CNN or Fox or MSNBC is reporting. We need to know what God is reporting. When the devil tries to bring fear, we need to go to the Word of God. We need to get into this book because it's already written in here the way it's all going to play out, right? And as, a, as the devil tries to bring fear in, and, and again, it seems to me like the, the cure is far worse than the disease itself. And what's happening in reaction to this, to this sickness is far worse than the sickness itself. I've read a number of different Stories that say for healthy people who catch this, most of them didn't even realize they were sick or that sick. They had a sore throat, they had a headache, and it was gone in a day or two. It's a danger mostly for older folks who have lung problems. And I'm not diminishing that. I'm just saying that it's not the end of the world by any stretch. I want us to realize that God is in control and He has this thing all in His hands. I want you to picture Israel... Wandering in the wilderness. Can you imagine? Wondering every day where your sustenance is going to come from. Now we go down, we're so used to it. And that trip to Walmart yesterday made me laugh. It, <laughs> I go in there and the shelves are empty. I'm trying to get stuff to make spaghetti. <laughs> there is literally two jars of Prego and it's not the kind that we like, but I took it. There wasn't a box of spaghetti in the place. I found one single box of, of I don't know, fettuccine noodles, and I got that. I go, everything is empty, and everything has just been cleaned out. And there are people scared to death that there won't be food on the counters next week. 
there are people scared to death that the food supply is going to dry up. I don't think there's any fear of that. But there's a lot of people sitting at home scared to death. And I talked to that fellow at Walmart, the one that said it was Geddon in there. He said they were carrying three and four boxes of Top Ramen, the big boxes out of the store. <laughs> They're going to live on Top Ramen, <laughs> I guess. People are filling their cars with food and they're in fear every step of the way. You know what? Israel wandered in that wilderness. And, and I've so, told you many times, we are Israel, right? We're, we may not be Israeli, but we are grafted in. We are part of that, that family of God. So we are, we are by adoption, we are, we are Israel in a sense. And so when God is talking about what happened to Israel, we can relate to this. Israel is wandering in the wilderness. God just saved them out of the land of Egypt. What is that? That is us being born again. Saved, born again. Then they went wandering in that wilderness. What is that? That's where we are right now. As as they were aiming for the, the promised land, what are we doing? We are looking for that promised land. God raised up Moses. Who is that? That's a likeness of Jesus as the one that leads them. Okay, I laid that foundation. Israel's wandering in that wilderness and they have no food and they have no water and they start to grumble and they start to gripe and they start to complain and they don't go to God about it. God gets a little irritated at all that. It all plays up. He gives them water from the brook and then he sends the manna from heaven every morning. You know how many people would have a hard time trusting God to give them food every day? (laughs) Can you imagine? What if he forgets on Wednesday? Uh, I don't know about this. People struggle to just trust God. God brought manna every single day to them. He fed them. God has taken care of you and I every single day of our lives. And he will continue to do so. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they're trying to scare you to believe that you're not going to be okay. I'm telling you again, folks, you're going to be fine. God is still on the throne. The Lord is still in charge, and He still calls us His own. We are His children. We are the sheep of His pasture. I don't want fear to grip our hearts. I don't know what it's going to be. I kind of think, this is what I think. And I'm 99.9% of the time wrong. Um, But I suspect in about a month, things are going to be pretty much kind of back to normal. It'll still be happening. I think things are going to get worse um, because the testing is now being more widespread. And so there's going to be a whole lot more positive tests. So there's going to be a lot more people that that hit the news as being, oh, we've just had this big influx of uh, however many that, that are found to have the coronavirus, and I think in another month, maybe two months, things will pretty much settle down, everything will open back up, and we'll be back on our hunky-dory way. That's what I think is going to happen. But what if it doesn't? Yeah, (laughs) no martial law. What if it doesn't? If it doesn't, God is still on the throne, and you are still a child of Almighty God. He is still in charge. He still has you. Heaven's still waiting, and He is still there. 
He is not going to leave you and He's not going to forsake you. I don't want us to ever allow the enemy to cause us to succumb to fear. Because fear is a powerful motivator to make us sometimes do the wrong thing. Trust in the Lord with your whole heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Just rest in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Put your faith in Almighty God because you are okay, folks. God has you. There's nothing to fear. Could the church stand with me and let's just give the Lord thanks for taking care of us today? Hallelujah. Father, I lift you up on high today and I give you glory. Lord, we thank you that there is nothing that we're facing today that is any more dangerous than what we faced a month ago or two months ago or a year ago. God, you are the same Lord. No problem, no virus, no disease is bigger than you. You are handling it. You are the king that we serve. And I pray, God, I do once again, as, as the president has called for, Lord, once again, we come to you in prayer for our nation and our world. Father, I pray for those in nursing homes across our land that are in, it's almost like they're in an incubation chamber for, for something like this to spread, as we've seen in the Seattle area, Lord. And I just ask God for those that are in there and they, they don't understand what's going on. They're dealing with dementia or other issues and their routines are out of whack and it scares them. I pray God for peace on them. I pray for them right now. I pray God for those that across the, the world in China, Italy, places that have been hit so hard. I pray for them right now. I pray, God, that this disease will be broken. The sickness will be broken. The antidote will be found. Lord, whatever it takes. Or God, you could just speak it away. Whatever it is, Lord, I just pray, God, that this thing will be brought under control and under control before it wrecks many, many small businesses in the United States and in the world. Be with them, God, and I pray, Father, for a peace to come across our land one more time. Bring peace to America. Bring peace to our people right here, right here in our area, Lord. And I just thank you and I praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. God is so good.